And we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassroom coming back at you here from ISFF. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, the Lakers Fast Break, where we cover the NBA and the Lakers like no one else. Plus also as well, if you need your sports fix, check out the Domination Sports Nation today. If you got any questions for us on your playoff team, you need help with some starting lineups. Should you start this guy over this guy? or pick up that final waiver wire pickup of the season that could help you on your playoff run, please go ahead and let us know. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. Well, thank you for joining us here on ISFF. It's truly appreciative of everyone stopping by to watch or listen to us here, right here at the Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is that time of the year. Now every league out there in fantasy football is in the midst of a playoff battle, including our own right here, ISFF. Uh, our hosts, Chris and myself, along with Magic Man, Sean Grice, the birthday boy himself, and Joe Soro. And also back once again, Dominic Lardieri from Domination Sports Nation. The playoffs. For these guys, it's now the right to make the right choice. What do you need to do to make the right choice indeed? So I ask you, though, with all that's going on in the NFL as it comes down to the final weeks of the season, and very few teams have solidified 100% a slot where they need to go ahead and be in the playoffs. So a lot of these teams are still throwing out their top guys to make sure they get the job done. But what about the losing teams that are fighting for the top of the draft? Should you trust players on losing teams for your playoff team? Here today to discuss that are great guys indeed, as I mentioned already, our panelists for today. It's a full house. I'm so jazzed that it's a full house for us here today. First up, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my returning good friend after a couple of weeks out. It is Chris Sardieri from the Domination Sports Nation. Chris, you and Dom are here. It is greatly appreciated. You and I will be going, well, we're not actually face-to-face -face in our playoffs just yet. Here's Thank hoping you. in the championship game that we will be facing off head-to-head. -head. That would be ironic, as it were. We've never done that. We faced off in the playoffs, but I don't think we've ever faced off in a championship game. But I wish yeah. you the best of luck this weekend, my friend. But let me ask you this. When it comes to players on losing teams, should you trust them at this time of the season? Absolutely. And, and by the way, Gerald, congratulations on making it. When I woke up this morning, I said, Dom, good news. We're the two seed and we don't play Gerald in the semifinals. So even if he beats us in the championship, we get that far. I won't feel as bad like last year's debacle. But anyway, um, there are always players on losing teams to be had. I'm going to lob one over the plate here momentarily. Uh, Dom says to me last Thursday, Dad, there's this running back named White. I still can't remember his first name on the Raiders. I think we need to start him. Jacobs is out. They just announced it. I said, all right, go with your gut. Had we not done that, we would have, uh, well, thanks to DK Metcalf too, we would have lost our quarterfinal match and our other league's playoffs. So there are players to be had on losing teams. And here's why. Unless you're on the alleged LA Chargers and you quit on your coach so he gets fired, 
everyone's looking for a job, whether they want to stay with their team or be a free agent next season. Um, there are guys that are still playing hard, whether they're on the Jets, the Commanders, um, even the Carolina Panthers showed up some of them last week. So do not rule anyone out in fantasy football here. Also here today is his son, the awesome Dominic Lardieri from the Domination Sports Nation. Dom, great to have you back, my friend. So let me ask you this. You made the call to put a team that is in disarray in the Los Angeles or excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders. You know, in a game that actually Magic Man and I were joking with the over-under should be 12 (laughs) heading into it. And it turned out to be way more than 12. If you bet the over, you want a lot of money, that's for sure. But you made the call to put a losing player on your playoff team. Would you continue to do so as you head in and get closer and closer to the championship game, my friend? Well, I mean, it's it's a risky choice. I honestly did it because of Brandon Staley's awful defense and how the stats just point to them being the worst defense in the league. So, um, you know, it was a tough choice, but I made it. And I will say it kind of goes back and forth because I started Drake London this past week, and they obviously get destroyed by the Panthers in that rainy game. So, I mean, you, you got Desmond Ritter at quarterback, too. So I say it's it's all about who's your quarterback in this league. I agree with you as uh, Atlanta has continued problems. Uh, As you've seen, Desmond Riller has not gotten the job done this season, but also here today to discuss that very thing as far as losing players on losing teams is concerned. Good man indeed. He is the birthday man, the guy that helps head up so much of our Lakers fast break coverage. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, good to have you here, my friend, wishing you a happy birthday. And I ask you, is it a good choice Do you, when your time and experience playing fantasy football, have you relied heavily upon players on losing teams the deeper you go into the playoffs? At times, yes, absolutely, Gerald. And, uh, you know, as Chris said, sometimes you have to hit your wagon to Zamir White to uh, try <laughs> try and uh, gain an advantage. Um, absolutely, 100%. Um, I actually, you know, Dom Dom had the right idea as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I would have gone with Kyle Pitts, uh, but Drake London's a good pick for on a, on a bad team. I mean, Drake London's a number one wide receiver. He should be in slant routes more than he is blocking. But, uh, that's seems uh, like he's been blocking more. That's than another story. It's uh, they need a new uh, they need some new blood there because there's too much of that Tennessee Titans offense. In Atlanta with Arthur Smith, Gerald. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's the right idea. I mean this week especially. I mean you've got the you've got the Commanders and the Jets. You've got the Cardinals and the Bears. You might have to rely on one of the the ne'er do wells of the uh, bottom feeders of the NFL to try and uh, clutch a playoff victory. Also here today. Good man indeed. It is Joe Sorrell, Alex 1947 on LakersBall.com. Also as well, Symblades, Symblades with a Y.com. Wanted to mention, oops, sorry, wrong unmute right there. There's the unmute there. Right person there. My apologies. It is Joe Sorrell. And Joe, let me ask you this. You talked or before we went on the air about player that you may have to rely on in the upcoming playoff t- games that is on a, well, let's just not, yeah, beat around the bush, a pathetic team. They're on a pathetic team. They're trying to go ahead and work their way towards the number one draft pick. 
your thoughts on continuously relying on players on losing teams at this time of the season. Yeah, I have Chiba uh, Hubbard as my second running back. And I'll, I'll believe that he's going to be a valuable player here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Carolina's offense is meh, but he's really the only running back they really use. And if he can get me the 12 to 15 points that he's pretty much been giving me, I think I can probably muster enough points to win the next couple of weeks. This next week, I'm playing someone I should beat, but the uh, the big one's going to be uh, in two weeks for the championship. He's got both uh, receivers from Detroit on that, and of course McCaffrey. So, uh, at the moment, I am going to pick up Jared Goff. He is available on the wire, and I'm going to stash him for that game. And then I'm thinking about possibly looking at, because I'm on a 10-man league, and obviously there's only four guys left. So the Singletary's up uh, in terms of the the wire. Um, I'm probably going to pick him up and then decide on whether I want to stick with the Cleveland Browns on defense this week. I haven't made a decision on that yet. So other than that, I have A.J. Brown. I know there's been some issues there with Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, but I'm going to still roll with him until this this goes. I don't want to put him down and all of a sudden, boom, he starts having a 30 game. I just have that feeling he's going to get one of those games here either this week or next week. And then Diggs. Diggs, I'm assuming uh, Buffalo's going to be playing um, – uh, the Chargers. Which bull? Which uh, which Bills team? Which show? We you know. It seems well, like think, you get a I new think, Bills team think, every I week. I think the Bills, much like what's going on in Philly right now, are getting the usual "What have you done for me in the last few minutes?" Tr- treatment. Uh, I've never seen a ten and four team uh, like Philly get so abused at being frauds. I think that's kind of hilarious to see that this team is obviously not healthy and they're playing very good teams. It's not like they're losing to scrubs. So uh, the Buffalo bills were getting that treatment, you know, up until the last couple of weeks. So uh, we can't let that be a distraction. At least I won't, uh, but I would like to see if Diggs can, can, can kind of get out of the funk he's had the last three or four weeks. Uh, Cause he started out the season, the first nine games, pretty good. Uh, so I'm going to roll with them. I'm going to roll with Diggs. I'm going to roll with A.J. Brown. Um, the new one, and there's always one, uh, Rasheed Rice. You were talking about him last week. He really helped me out last week. Uh, I believe he dropped 18 points for me. Um, this was someone that I had. Uh, I had C.J. Stroud as my quarterback. I had uh, Tank as my first, or I should say my, my flex receiver. Uh, and then I had Kirk from Jacksonville before he got hurt. Those guys were very, very consistent, but, uh, I kind of struggled up until this last couple weeks, uh, losing three of my starters. <laughs> so I had to reel in this thing a little bit at the end. Cause I was doing real well. I actually started out 0 and three in this league and then won six in a row. The first three games 
one, the first game was the one where Dallas scored 90 points on defense. That cost me that first week. And then every other week after that, I was losing by like three points or seven points. So I got back on the saddle, winning six straight. And then it kind of sort of just kind of 500 from there because of all the injuries towards the end. But this is pretty strong. I'm back to kind of a, a stable team. I feel pretty comfortable about, you know, their health and their ability to play well. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see if I can get through this week. And I think I, I have a better matchup in terms of covering some points in the championship game against a guy that I think is going to win and, and, and hopefully finally win this particular league. I've been in this league, shoot, I think since 2008, and I've never won it. It's been I I one year I don't I don't you probably remember this Sean the the year that uh, Odell Beckham Jr. punched Josh Norman mm-hmm. I had Odell that was Odell Beckham's best season right he got suspended for the championship game right and I scored seventy one points in that game and the guy that won scored eighty two oh. That no. loss bothered oh. me for a year. <laughs> Every time oh. I thought about it, like it made me sick. So I need to win this league. It's driving me nuts. It's a old fraternity league. These guys, <laughs> most of them. So yeah. I'm, so it's I'm redemption hoping, time, Joe. I'm hoping. I'm hoping uh, that. I'm hoping the guys just. Keep just get what you're supposed to get, get what the what the average is supposed to be. But can you add a f- just five more points on the average on each one? And if that happens, I think I'll be good for the next couple of weeks. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Be all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Happy birthday to you, Joe Sorrell, plus the guys, Dominic and Chris Sardieri from the Domination Sports Nation. It's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching and listening. Chris, let me ask you this, my friend. A name that we were joking about before we went on the show is actually a real possibility for some out there due to injuries or whatnot, and that is Tommy DeVito. Now, mm-hmm. I understand uh, he comes right out of a Sopranos episode, especially with his 
agent in tow, the now what maybe former agent almost at this point in time. I guess I guess representing him in different ways, possibly. I don't know. It's gotten pretty bit, uh, a lot messier in in recent minutes, as we've talked about before we went on the air. But the real reality of it is, he's eight touchdowns, three interceptions in just a short amount of time for the New York Giants. Your thoughts about him or? who he might be throwing to as possibilities for your playoff team. Uh, he's a great story. He's his dad and grandfather literally lived around the corner from me in my hometown. So for me personally, I I'm enjoying it now from a fantasy perspective. Look, there's uh there's slim pickings out there in waivers and with CJ Stroud being looks like ruled out again this week and you've got to hit the waiver wire. I mean, he is one option. The problem is, as we saw against a legit defense like the Saints, when you're getting hit and sacked seven times, it seemed like pressured every other play, uh, he's not as effective. Um, the Packers, to their credit, have uh, either they have an inept defense or coach. I can't figure out what. But if you're going to have to go to DeVito route, you better play matchups. And this week they play the Eagles on Christmas. And with the way they're in a tailspin and trying to keep their division hopes alive, um, they've owned the Giants the last few years. Let's face it, Dayball cannot beat them, and I would expect that's a team that's going to be motivated, especially after that brutal loss this past Monday night. So not sure he's the best option. If you're really desperate, maybe, but um, you know, I, I, do you go for a Nick Mullins? Maybe you do ahead of DeVito, but uh, I'm, I'm not quite entirely sold on him, at least in your fantasy semifinals. Dom, let me ask you this. When it comes to t- other teams that are out there, one of the names in recent weeks that's gone down is the Dallas Cowboys, uh, spearheaded by Dak Prescott's rise from washed up, from waiver wire Dak to something that he was absolutely in the running. In fact, he was neck and neck, literally, with, uh, you know, whoever you want to pick out of San Francisco right there, as far as one of those two guys out of San Francisco will probably either those two or Dak heading into last week's game. But then he pulls out as much as I know, because he's my starting quarterback an awful Dak like performance against Buffalo. My thoughts is, do you continue to go ahead and have faith in him? Or is it time to go ahead and say, you know what? I think the, the fire I think the the luck has run out when it comes to Dak Prescott. I think I think he's been a great quarterback so far this year. I mean, what he's proved against the Eagles, I know the Eagles haven't looked great, but the way he's played against them, he definitely looks more calm and poised. And I mean, I would say it's not the Dak on the field that's the problem. It's the when it comes to the media with Dak. I mean, they're they're paying attention to him every second, obviously, because of the Cowboys. And I mean, I would say if they looked at Dak like any other quarterback, then we'd be looking at an MVP quarterback. But with the way everyone overreacts to everything with the Cowboys. I mean, it's tough to say they have a tough schedule coming up and they're really going to prove themselves. And we'll see what this Mike McCarthy offense is built out of. But right now I'm, I'm good with Dak. I, I like what I've seen out of him. This is probably the, the highest I've been on Dak. And, you know, they, they went to Buffalo. It was a tough game, cold, obviously. And they just got punched in the mouth. So let's see how they respond this week to the Dolphins. And I have a lot of confidence in Dak. And they're going to get a home playoff game too. So we haven't really seen that. The only thing is, Dom, they just could not block for Dak last week. He was always on the run. He got sacked several times, and obviously it affected his game. Uh, You know, Miami does not have as an effective a defense, so you can see a different outcome this time around, Dom? 
Yeah, I think I can. I would say the only team that can really punch Dallas in the mouth is probably the 49ers from what we've seen so far this year. And yeah, I mean, Dak's a pocket passer, but you look at Brock Purdy or Tua, I mean, they're putting up just about the same numbers and they really aren't as mobile as you'd like to see them be. So, I mean, it's it's tough, but um, honestly, yeah, Buffalo just punched them in the mouth, to be honest. And the Cowboys got a couple injuries, too, on the offensive line, I believe. Hopefully they get uh, back up and running. I absolutely need them because I think I'm going to ride with them over Tua and that matchup because I, those are my quarterbacks. I think I'm going to ride with Dak this weekend. Magic Man, let me ask you this. Heading over to the best of the NFL right now, and that is you know, right near the Bay with uh, T- Laker Tom's favorite team, per se, the San Francisco 49ers. Are you concerned if you're running a playoff team and you've ridden Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy all the way to top levels of the playoff team that they might be hesitant to go ahead and play them. Do you, do you get concerned if that's maybe starting to think about the time that San Francisco starts resting those players for their own playoffs, which might hurt your playoffs instead? That's a great question, Gerald. I I think uh, otherwise all things being equal other than the, you know, the normal, um, vicissitudes of NFL football no not really I wouldn't I wouldn't be too worried uh that being said at, at this point I, I think um especially this week when they're when they're going up against Baltimore um you know Kyle is very similar to his father and I remember his father running the Denver offense because I was a lowly Raiders fan in the 90s and all Mike Shanahan loved to do was run the score up on the Raiders. So um, Kyle Shanahan, I think, will uh, distribute uh, his carries equally amongst his running backs from here on out until they get to the playoffs. I think he wants to keep everybody as fresh as possible, and CMC is at the top of the list. So um, I don't foresee an injury, but I also don't foresee another game where CMC's getting, you know, 28 carries and and ca- catching, you know, 8 to 12 balls out of the backfield. Uh, you know, I just think the volume uh, at this point in time is not going to be there. So I'm going to bring Joe and, and back in, and let me ask you this. It's a very interesting question because I thought about it here the past few minutes, and I want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on this, Joe. With three weeks left in the season, who is the player – or players that you think need to prove themselves the most that you're thinking as a fantasy football owner, if you've got them, they are a must start for me because they've got a whole lot to prove in these last three weeks, Joe. Prove as in fantasy football? No, just regular football. Like, for instance, I'll give you an example. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, I see this big article on him saying, you know what, I'm going to be a free agent. I couldn't come to agreement with the Chargers. Uh, I've not had the greatest of seasons. I'm going to be a free agent. Uh, I'm going to be thought of as an afterthought. People are starting to think I'm washed, et cetera, et cetera. So I've got a lot to prove. His paraphrasing his quotes here in this article on ESPN, a lot to prove in these last three weeks. Is there anyone else you see that has a lot to prove well, that uh, could really help you on a, on a playoff team? Austin, Austin Eckler proved that he made the same mistake that Jonathan Taylor made, maybe even worse. Folks, Running backs, pay attention. You screwed yourself. Remember the old quote, Brett screwed Brett? Well, 
Running backs screwed running backs. You guys allowed the NFL to implement these rules that allowed the quarterback and the receiver to have an advantage over any position on that field. And there's two particular positions that were destroyed in terms of their effectiveness in that. One was the running back. The other was any defensive back, any defensive player that tackles, basically. So you have no one to blame but yourselves. You guys, maybe Austin wasn't there in 2011. And the continuous CBA uh, discussions that seem to always go the owner's way. But then again, you do have a community here in a fraternity where your fellow running backs when that were involved there where, and also guys like Jeff Saturday who were giving uh, uh, eyelash kisses, butterfly kisses with Robert Kraft and its front page and all this garbage, right? Well, folks, you're a running back in 2023 in the NFL. Your position in terms of leverage is the same number as what you sit on every day. Yeah, I said it. So, Austin Eckler, you half-assed, pardon the pun, the season so you didn't get hurt. It doesn't matter. You're going to get some money. You're never going to get what you think you're owed. You guys screwed the pooch or the people before you screwed that pooch. So as far as running backs are concerned, I am not going to listen to a running back gripe about money anymore. It's over. Anytime I hear this discussion, my TV turns off. Who has the most to prove from a fantasy standpoint? That's a great question. Are we talking winning team? Doesn't matter anybody at this point in time. Like I said, Austin Eckler is, is saying he's got a lot on the line. And I can understand that, but I don't know under the new coaching staff that's there if they're going to give him the ups. The so, okay, so, okay. I'm going to go strictly football here. Forget about fantasy. The goal, We just talked about him. Dak Prescott has the most pressure out of anybody in, an, in the NFL at this point. The second that guy sneezes the wrong way, it's like an avalanche of negativity. You saw they, it after the game on They Buffalo. were just calling him an MVP three hours before that game finished. And then within one, ga- one game, he's now trash. I mean, I don't know what – there's a difference between well, when we talk about calling coaches and players out when we're talking Laker ball. There's a difference when it's like this. Dude, this is the NFL. Again, the NFL created this. You wanted mediocrity. You wanted parody. You're going to get this. Also, you had, and it was already bad before, you have had the worst officiating in the history of the NFL this season. No doubt this season. It was trash. It was trash. You got, it was so trash. You had Jason Kelsey tell himself he did something wrong last night. Or I should say, yeah, it was not last night. You, I used to do that. I used to hold the ball out like that. It's been going on for centuries. And you pick that time to call it? 
because you knew they were going to get a first down or a touchdown? You see how this works? So the guy in Dallas, the second that guy bows out in the first round of the playoffs, God help him. He needs to get out of Dallas, in my opinion. I think if I'm Dak, if I'm going to continue to get destroyed in Dallas like this, I would rather I'd rather go somewhere else to another contender and not deal with this nonsense. He's a good quarterback, man. He is. A oh, good you quarterback. you mean like the Pittsburgh Steelers, Drew? I would love him in Pittsburgh, but we cannot have Mike Tomlin there either. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. That, that would never happen, anyways. Steelers oh, don't make hey. this kind of place. Hey, 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 that. Few year, a few years ago, there was an event that took place in America that nobody thought was going to happen. So never say never, Joe. Never Chris, say never. Chris, did you want to interject before we head on to the picks for this week, my friend? Chris? Chris, you there? No? Okay. Uh, Gerald, I'd also like to say this. Fantasy owners, avoid San Diego Charger running backs. Los Angeles Charger running backs. Avoid San Diego Charger, Los Angeles San Diego Charger Chargers running six. backs. Okay, fair enough. A joke. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. All right, that's I hate the San, I hate Sorry, the San Diego Chargers. I have no affiliation with the Los Angeles. Anyway, avoid Charger running backs. <laughs> avoid them like the plague. Look at Melvin Gordon, Gerald. Melvin Gordon was a was a fantasy darling. But Melvin Gordon was good for two things, about eight fumbles a year and about missing eight games a year. And Austin Eckler thought he'd be smart, right, Gerald? Yeah, instead of missing eight games, like Joe said, I'll half-ass it for like three of them and, and really try the other five. And please, fantasy owners out there, do yourselves a favor. Avoid Charger running backs from now on. Dom and Chris, anything you want to add in before we get to our picks for the week, with guys? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say another free agent is uh, T. Higgins, and you obviously have the Jamar Chase injury now. So, I mean, last Good week job. he looked in, looked incredible as wide receiver one. So, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of teams looking out and saying, "Oh, this guy could be our wide receiver," and obviously our wide receiver one next year. So, I mean, T. Higgins is a great choice, and he proved himself last week with Jake Browning, and I think he will again this week. They got the Steelers, right? Yep. As <laughs> the Steelers fan that you are. That was so funny. Because he's right. That's why. <laughs> Not that funny. Chris, any thoughts, my friend? Uh, Chris, do I have you here? All right. Well, again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Gerald Glassford, along with Chris and Dom Lottieri from the Domination Sports Nation. Chris, we got you back before we head over the picks? No? No? Still out. All right. Well, it is going to be before we get to the woof, 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 the doghouse. It is our picks for fantasy football this week. So, uh, Magic Man, I'm going to start with you first, Mr. Bur- birthday Boy. When it comes to the schedule this week, are there any games that you see stand out for fantasy football purposes this week? Uh, absolutely, Gerald. Uh, right now, the, the juicy game uh, would be. Dallas and Miami, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the uh, last time I checked, Gerald, the OU was 51 and a half. I think it'll be way over that. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be looking if you can pick up like 
somebody like Ferguson off the waiver wire if the, if he's still available. And again, some like Joe was saying, I, I mean, you would love to see someone ever other than Mosert uh, get uh, touches at the goal line for the Dolphins, but we'll we'll see. I think Dak has about a bounce back game personally. Well, Chris, do I have you back? Have you back on, man? Is a. His headphones are all jacked up right now. Yeah, so. he, he didn't me, DM me. I was just want to make sure he was stiff. okay, Rob. But uh, Dom, do you have any picks for fantasy football this week, my friend, to keep an eye on? Uh, keep an eye on that Ravens 49ers game. I mean, if you have anyone on the 49ers, I mean, they're just going to – I think they're going to go in there and just deflate that all the Ravens' confidence that they've had. And, I mean, the Ravens haven't really convinced me in any of their wins. They've, they, like, slugged it out most of their wins. And I think the 49ers are going to – they're going to humble them. They're the one seed right now. So we'll see what happens. Is this the last week we see Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey? Or we should – you know, if they win this weekend, or do you still see them out there on the field come uh, next week, the week after, excuse me? I mean, I don't know. They play the following week, but I, I would say they just send them out. I mean, it would be smart to send them out two weeks. But usually how it goes for the – for the one seed, though, they, they get those extra weeks off, and then they look they look pretty stagnant in the divisional games, so I don't know. I don't think so, because I think Purdy and C-Mac are playing for an MVP. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, especially Purdy. I mean, there's the Dak and Purdy debate right now. And yeah. I don't know why C-Mac wouldn't be MVP. That Agreed. guy's got 20 touchdowns and three games left. It's yeah. unfortunate they make it a quarterback award. Yeah, I mean, that needs to stop. I don't know what the deal is with this. Dude, just come on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting bad. I think C-Mac, uh, you know, as much as I like the Brock Purdy story and as much as I have uh, enjoyed having Dak as my starting quarterback, Joe, I think it's uh, been C-Mac personally this year because he stayed on the field first and foremost. He has stayed on the field. Not only is he fantasy football MVP, but I think he's legit MVP front runner right now heading into the final weeks of the season. But uh, is there any fantasy football matchups that you're eyeing for this weekend? Me? Yes. Fantasy football matchups. As anything in... Anything as far as uh, real nice offensive games. Detroit, Minnesota may not be bad. Um, Minnesota saying. might struggle on offense, though, on that one. Um, let me see here. Let me look at the schedule real quick. Okay. I'd say okay. I'd say Dolphins Cowboys would be a good offensive game. Yeah, that's uh, that's where most people are targeting. That's going to be a shootout. I think the over under there is higher than anywhere else from what I'm seeing according to the lines that I see. So, uh yeah, it's 51 and a half right now. So, Definitely uh, looking like it's going to be the game of the week right there for this weekend on this holiday weekend, Christmas weekend. But before we head on out, guys, it's that magical time again as we head out onto the lawn. It's getting a little colder, but uh, as Santa approaches, you know, getting closer to go ahead and dropping some NFL and fantasy football goodies your way on the Christmas holiday we got to go ahead and look over and make sure we got to go ahead and get that Christmas bone over to the dog because it's time woof, 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 to head on over to the dog house. So with that in mind, Magic Man, I'm going to start off with you, my friend, the birthday man you are. Who is your pick this week in the dog house? Hmm. Tough, tough 
here, Gerald, but I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. Ooh, without C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they are they are a favorite still at this point in time. But it's it's they really, are. I thought I thought the Browns were a slight favorite. I think they have switched over. ESPN is late is uh, delayed. So I think okay. let me go ahead to Vegas Insider. I think you're right. I think it's gone over to one for the uh, Cleveland Browns. So okay, if if you know if it's a pick 'em that then I'll choose another game drill. But for now, yeah, I really like uh, the Texans. They got a lot of pressure. Uh, Against Russell Wilson, I think. Yeah, it's um, gone to two and a half as far as the for the Browns as a favorite. So yeah, good for the more. Browns. Yeah, I'd yeah. I'd be all over that one. I think the Texans defense has kind of turned the corner here as far as, uh, as as Joe would say, instead of actually getting pressures, they're getting sacks. So, uh, I think they're going to disrupt, uh, Cleveland's offense. And I mean, even if Cleveland wanted to run it fifty times a game, Houston's Houston's got the defense and um, the running backs to to play that game as well. So I think Houston wins a very – I think it's supposed to rain hard in, in Cleveland as well, Gerald. So I'd say Houston 19, Cleveland 12. It's going to be an ugly game, that's for sure. Chris, we got you back, my friend, just in time for the segment that you helped start and initiate. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> It's time to head back to the doghouse. Christmas version. Yeah, why, thank you. And uh, sorry for the technical difficulties there. But, uh, you know, I, I looked at that line that Sean mentioned. There, I just happened to peruse Twitter. I refuse to call it X. And they're saying if Stroud is indeed out, the Browns become favorites. Thought I could jump all over that, but I don't think I'll, I will. But more power to you. A lot of crap lines this week, part of my French, but uh, there's one out there. There's a home dog. I hate to do it because of the team and they tend to choke as we saw last Saturday, but with the way the Lions played that last week, they come into Minnesota. We know how they get. They'll be world beaters one week and then they'll, you know, poop the proverbial bed the next. The, the Vikings are getting three points at home. They really shouldn't have lost that game to Cincinnati. I don't know if the Vikings win this game, but something tells me they keep it close and keep the Lions on their toes or who knows, maybe even pull it out late. So we shall see. Hate to tread into this territory, but take the Vikings at home getting the three. Sean mentioned that as far as Detroit in December. It's usually not a good combination. So we'll see if that plays itself out. So that was very astute there by both you guys. Dominic, uh, Laudieri from Domination Sports Nation. Dom, uh, for entertainment purposes only, (laughs) who would you have as your woof, woof, woof pick in the doghouse? Oh, I mean, this is a tough one, but uh, I'm going to – I would say the the Los Angeles Rams. I don't know if they're a dog or not, but that that Rams Saints game is pretty interesting to me. I mean, I would take whoever is the underdog in that game. It might be the Saints, but Saints are Saints. Saints are dogs. They're like what four four and a half last night. Yeah, so, four and a half right now right. in Vegas. All right, I'll take the dog. I'll take the Saints. I I like that game. It's two seven and seven teams. I mean, both teams are going to come out. I think Dallas Allen's going to light a fire in the Saints defense, and it might be tough for the Rams to move the ball. So I would say the Saints, and I mean. All really the Saints have to do is Derek Carr, check it down to Alan Kamara, and they'll get some yards. Looking for a big game then from uh, in New Orleans. So we'll see what happens there. Joe, I bring it over to you, my friend. It's time to go ahead and feed the dog some food this Christmas holiday season. Who do you have 
Woof, woof, woof. In the doghouse. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Panthers over the Packers. Okay. You, you're you really hoping for a great game from Hubbard. I need I need a three-touchdown game from Hubbard. Hopefully okay. a couple of goal line uh, one-yard uh, plays that let him get in from the one. Okay. He's due for a couple touchdowns here. He's been he's been doing some good stuff uh, out the backfield on pass catches as well as running, but nothing in terms of uh, not enough on the touchdown side. Let's see if he can break out here. I'm going to say for me it's a close game. It looks almost like a pick 'em, but I'm going to say right now the Jags uh, against the Buccaneers and the Jags are it just barely just barely a dog in this game minus one and a half right now in Vegas so gonna go ahead and uh, see if we can sneak on in with the with the Jags on this weekend so there you have it there's our picks for the doghouse if you have any questions for us in regards to your fantasy football team isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or inside sports ff on twitter Please go ahead and check out what we do each and every day at the Lakers Fast Break, covering the NBA and what's going on as far as the Lakers are concerned. But Dom and Chris, uh, please let us know what you guys are up to with the Domination Sports Nation this holiday. Well, I mean, we got to talk a lot about NFL, obviously, and I mean, NBA is in full effect, too. Um, and I, I might even talk a little baseball as well. You got free agency. I mean, that Shohei Otani signing, I mean, that's that's been the talk for, I don't know, a week or so now. So it's been pretty crazy. And the Yankees made their move to again, Juan Soto. So it'll be, it'll be the usual, but uh, it should be good. I thought Yamamoto yeah, the, was supposed to sign by now, Chris. Yeah, I don't. He, he's making a return visit to the Yankees. I don't know. Maybe he's, uh, he's following in Shohei's shoes and visiting every team he can and getting a vacation out of it. But uh, yeah, and then too, uh, long overdue, Gerald, we plan to have you on to talk some NBA here. If uh, we can get this darn flu from spreading through my house, we, we hope to have you on an upcoming show. And uh, also, Sean, wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Uh, Dom just had one a few weeks ago. So nice to have some December babies on these shows. There you go. Belated happy birthday to Dom. Uh, and again, as our crew, or actually our audience has asked for you guys to come on over, you know, again, because I know you've already made appearance before in the past on the LFB. We're still waiting when you guys can come over to the LFB. You just got to let me know when you're good and ready. So there you oh, go. Yeah, I mean, here, soon enough, you'll hear from us. Okay. I'm, I'm here to talk crap about the Warriors small ball. So uh, I'm ready. All right. Yes. All right. All right, Dom. The team, yeah. you know what we, uh, you know what, it might not be the greatest of years for the Los Angeles Lakers right now. We did win the IST, whatever that thing is. Who cares? <laughs> because that doesn't really impress me very much. But we did end the Warriors dynasty this year. That can, you know, we might not have won a championship, but we did end the Warriors dynasty this year. It's looking pretty bad in Golden State right now with uh, Draymond Green suspension. God. Like, yes, uh, Dom, as Dom said, the, yes, the small ball that's going on. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Podziemski is your highlight right now in, in Golden State. So, uh, yeah, hey, 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 all, all, all kidding, all jokes aside, I'm so out of it. I woke up today and I said, Dom, the Knicks beat the Lakers. So, you know, I'm not in a good shape and I can't even gloat about it because I feel crappy. But um, I've, I've got to enjoy it while it lasts. And then my, my lone thing I'd like to talk about, Gerald, is will the sphere – finally bring down James Dolan and get the Knicks a new owner. Can we hope for that in 2024? That's my only wish. 
Well, they've only lost what a hundred million dollars, I think, in that first quarter that they chump chump change, right? Yeah, chump change. Uh, I don't. Again, he's got to fill that up. The sphere. He, you know, U two leaves in what early March, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, he's got to figure out a way to fill that baby up. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. We you can just see it from every single point. So it's strategically placed. You can see it from every single point in the city. I've actually driven, I was driving, driving, coming in from Boulder City the other day from the freeway over the mountains, and you can see it from there. So it, it's great oh, wow. strategic place. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. But if you don't fill it up with shows, concerts, not the Darren Aronofsky movie, that's just on the side thing. That does, That's not going to make you a whole bunch of revenue, even though I heard it's really nice. It's the concerts that's going to bring you in. Or, you know, they're talking about the NHL draft there. That's great. But that's only, what, two days, three days, yeah. you know, you know that we need they need more. And like you said, I don't know if it's going to be that much of a turkey that's going to get James Dolan away from that Comcast money, my friend. So we shall see. We shall see indeed. But I wanted to wish you and Dom and also as well, Magic Man and Joe Soro, each and every one of you a and everybody else, of course, out there. A happy holiday, Merry Christmas, guys! Uh, Magic Man, any last thoughts on on the way out, my friend? This weekend in the NFL, uh, you know what, Gerald? Just happy belated to Dom. Uh, get that in there, oh, yeah, and uh, I'm just hoping for some some competitive ball games uh, this yeah, time Christmas around. Christmas Day, yeah, Christmas Day you usually get some duds. That's yeah. 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 Got guys thinking about uh, home, eighteen hundred miles away, and got to sit through a Commanders Jets game on TV that's <laughs> thirty-five to six. That's there's a reason why the yeah, NBA I... people turn on the NBA for the first time during Christmas. Yes, because Christmas Day in the NFL means uh, a lot of tryptophan. Please get that yes. turkey in you because you won't miss much. And the Holiday Bowl that's there. I think USC is playing in the Holiday Bowl this year. And then the college. Oh, really? Yeah. They're playing yeah. in the Holiday Bowl. Well, yes. congratulations, Cheryl. Uh, they're going to be near you, Joe. They're going to be near you. Yeah, great. Yeah. You, you can <laughs> the see them get let up for 50. You can see them get let up for 50 in, in San Diego if you want. So it is, of course. Go and, ahead. Gerald, I mean, who knows? Florida State, with all their best players missing, may very well beat Georgia at the Orange Bowl and raise a championship banner. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, I'll, I'll just leave the talk. We've had this talk for like hours on. Oh, the you know, Florida teams are prone to do that, Gerald. Yes. The Central Florida still thinks they were the best team at one point in time. <laughs> and then and then Joe Burrow happened. Yeah. Yes. And then Joe <laughs> Burrow happened. Yes, Joe Burrow indeed. <laughs> Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Big shout out to Joe Sorrow, Magic Man Sean Grice, and Chris and Dom Lardieri. Go ahead and check out Chris and Dom each and every time out on Domination Sports Nation and Magic Man and Joe Sorrow and myself on the Lakers Fast Break. Here's hoping that your playoff team does well this weekend in fantasy football. Wishing everyone out there the merriest of Christmases and we'll be back after Christmas with what you're going to do if it's your championship game. That's coming up right next week on Inside Sports Fantasy Football.